Good morning, Nava family. Hope you're well this morning. I'm really excited to share a word that's on my heart with you today. We're continuing in the Prepare the Way series, preparing our hearts for God. We're longing that he would prepare a way in the city. Would you pray with me to open? Lord, we depend on you today. May my words be filled with your spirit and life to bring forth what you desire through this message. For the last few weeks, we've been looking at 2 Chronicles 7.14. It's a beautiful invitation from the heart of God. It reads this, If my people called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. The first week, we looked at the path of consecration, that we would consecrate all of our attention and our affection back to Jesus, who has pure jealousy to have his church back. We chose to walk down that path. Last week, we looked at humility, to humble ourselves, to go from self-reliance to dependence on God. But I want to look at the next part of this encounter that God had with Solomon in the night. He says, pray and seek my face. What a profound invitation. Pray and seek my face. We put the word hunger for God on that. To hunger for God looks like praying and seeking his face. One of the passages, the clearest revelations in all of scripture around this comes out of the heart of King David in Psalm 27. We're gonna look at this passage this morning together, focusing on verse eight and verse four. Psalm 27 verse eight says this, you have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. The first thing that strikes me is, you have said, seek my face. This is what God desires. This is what God wants. This is what God invites us into. God desires us near. God says, seek my face. David's heart responds, I will seek your face. Our response comes from God's invitation. It is God who's most passionate about this reality. Now, this isn't our everyday language. I would think it funny if Julie and I waking up from a night's sleep and she gazes over at me and says, Adam, today, seek my face. And I responded to her, yes, Julie, I will seek your face. And this isn't the language we're used to. So it it demands a little bit of explanation. The first part of it is pretty self-explanatory, seek. Implied in seek is it's not an accident. It's not a casual pursuit. It is intentional. It is, uh, it is all in. It looks like diligently going after. That word hunger helps us to seek God. This is the first part of the invitation. We may have to overcome obstacles to get there. We have to intentionally go after God to see. That part is pretty self-explanatory, like I said. 
throughout the New Testament and the Old Testament, and David, even in 1 Chronicles, says it like this in 22:19. Now set your mind and heart to seek the Lord. To set our mind in its attention on God. To set our heart in its affection on God. This is what it looks like to seek. To set our mind's attention and our heart's affection. But let's get to that second part. I think this is more the part uh, in the story I just told that might be uh, not our everyday language. Your face. Well, in the Hebrew, that word face is sometimes translated presence. Seek my presence. To be close to someone and look upon their face was to be in their presence. To, to seek who, who they were, their identity, the, the nearness of them. So he's saying, seek my presence when he's saying, seek my face. It takes you back to that moment in the Garden of Eden when God, the majestic creator, reaches down and gets down into the dirt and forms the man. I mean, we still can't understand the human body and God made it from the dirt. And then he breathes life into that man, Adam. And Adam opens his eyes. And the first thing he sees is the most beautiful thing he would ever see. And nothing in all of creation and all of its splendor would ever compare with what he saw 18 inches from his face. Electricity fills his body. He saw the face of God. You see, that's where we started as humanity. We started by seeing God's face. And in the end, when we go to be with the Lord, we will be before his face. But the question is, will we spend all of our days, not just where we started or where we'll finish, but will we spend all of our days beholding his face, his presence, to seek his face? Now, we seek his face alone, but we also seek his face together. Both are powerful. We're preparing ourselves for May 31st with Pentecost. And in that story, it says the believers in Acts 1.14 were devoted in prayer in one accord. For 10 days, they waited in extraordinary seeking of God's face and hunger in his presence, waiting. Nava, as a people, we love this. We love to seek God's face. And throughout the summer, we're going to be doing that more. In fact, right now in your home church, you're together because you're seeking God's face together. But what's on my heart this morning isn't that element of seeking his face together, but what it means to seek his face alone. The word for that in scripture is solitude or the secret place. Now I want to go back just a few verses in Psalm 27, and I want to peer into King David's deep reflection on seeking the face of God. Let's read together in Psalm 27 verse 4. One thing I have asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Listen to this. To gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. What an incredible scripture. In this little passage, David reveals the great longing of his heart the why behind seeking his face, his treasure, what was most important to him. 
This was at the center of David's heart. The why is that he would dwell with God and behold his beauty, that his prize was the presence of God. But this just wasn't the center of David's heart. You see, God had shared the center and the deepest longing of his heart and put it into David. I want to say it again. It is God's greatest treasure to be in our presence. It is God's longing to be near to us. This is so beautiful. Jesus is coming and Jesus' suffering and death secured the secret place for you and for me and for everyone. This is the dream of God. The passion of Jesus is to be near us in the secret place. King David had the tabernacle to go to to gaze on the beauty of the Lord, to dwell in his house. But he would have never imagined what we have. He, he would have longed to have the Holy Spirit to help him seek God's face and then to reveal the beauty of the Lord perfectly in Jesus. David would have wanted to be us. And here we stand with the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to go back into this, this passage and I want to open up three specific words. Three words that help us understand this seeking of God's face. Almost the how. We've looked at the why, but what is the how that turns it from a great idea into an actual reality that we experience? Those three words are desire, discipline, and delight. You can almost picture them like a circle. Desire. And, and we see it in the passage, desire. One thing I've asked of the Lord, this is David's desire. And that desire, though, doesn't stay as a desire. It, it moves around the circle, and it moves into this thing of discipline. This will I seek after. But discipline isn't the point. We watch it move around the circle, and it moves to this last word, delight. To dwell with God and gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. That was the point. And you see, when we experience this delight, it recatalyzes new desire in us, and then it fuels our discipline, and again we find ourselves in delight. Now I want to work through those three words in the passage a little bit more slowly and carefully, but I want you to remember that circle. And, and over the years of me getting to hang out with God, man, have I seen that really prove true in my life. I want to look into this word desire. Now, if we're talking about eating, uh, it, it would be the part of eating that is hunger, the desire. One thing have I asked of the Lord. David made his desire clear. This is what I desire of the Lord. He, he, he made it focused and he actually told God, this is what I desire. David describes this desire in other places almost like hunger. He says, when can I go meet with God? Or I'm thirsty to meet with your presence. This word desire we can picture is like hunger that helps us understand. You see, God made humans to hunger. He, he made them to hunger because he made them to eat. And hunger would lead them to what would bring them life through eating food. 
We see this uh, parallel because food, which le- uh, hunger, which leads us to food, is just like in the spirit how hunger for God leads us to seek his presence, which brings us sustenance and life. What is true in the physical teaches us about what is true in the spiritual. And God designed it this way, that our hunger would lead us to eat and to life. Uh, I would define this hunger or this desire as a longing for Jesus. I love what Smith Wigglesworth says, a great prophet of God. Spiritual hunger is when nothing satisfies us so much as being near to God. David's expressing his desire to God, but he's not just expressing his desire, he's prioritizing his desire and his hunger. He's saying, one thing have I desired. He's got lots of desires, but he was saying to pursue God was the best thing, was the first thing, was the most valuable thing to him. There's a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by Mark Comer. I would recommend you engage that sometime over the next months. But there's an awesome quote here. It says, The busier and more in demand and famous Jesus became, the more he withdrew to the quiet place to pray. Usually, for us, it's the exact opposite. When we get over busy or life is hectic and people are vying for our time, the quiet place is the first thing to go rather than our first go-to. The first thing we lose is unhurried time to just sit with God in quiet, to pray, to read a psalm, to take an internal inventory, or let our souls catch up to our bodies. I want to say that one part again. When things get hectic, the quiet place is the first thing to go rather than the first place we go. David said one thing and prioritized the presence of the Lord. Henry Nouwen said it like this, Without solitude, it is virtually impossible to live a spiritual life. That's the desire. One thing, I prioritize your presence. But now this brings us to discipline. A a, a short caveat about this. I am by nature not a very disciplined person. I have found uh, discipline not always the easiest thing but I have found it essential and actually fruitful when I engage with it. If we're going back to eating, this is the part where we find our food and prepare our food and cook our food. Uh, A side note, it's not my favorite part of the whole process unless I'm pursuing steak, seasoning it, and grilling it, which actually is the only way I know how to cook, but that's another uh, thing. He says, discipline, that will I seek after. This is where it gets intentional and practical in action. You see, if you have desire and you have delight at the end, discipline is the bridge to get across the chasm for the two. It, It is so crucial that we discipline to get to what we desire. I mean, you may say discipline, that feels religious, but I don't think we would ever say that about food. Food, it's a necessity to eat food each and every day. We wouldn't say it's religious to eat. We would just say, if we don't, we we won't live. And I think it's the same with God. If we don't spend time with him, how can we live? And I don't think we would say it's religious to spend time with our spouse. You know, if I said, babe, like, just feels kind of heavy to be intentional with you. (laughs) I don't know how well that would go, but... 
I could see that I, I discipline myself to do what will bring delight, to be with her. And uh, I want to spend a little more time on this area because this is the bridge. And I get it, discipline's not always easy to spend time with God, especially in the seasons with young kids. I remember multiple years where it was just difficult, but there's grace. I want to look at four practical ideas to walk the bridge from desire to discipline. And they're simple, but man, doing them is everything. Number one, set a time daily. Set a time daily. Decide how much time you want to spend and when that is and put it in your calendar. For Julie and I, I want time with her. And so that's after bed when the kids are asleep and we get quality time in our marriage. With God, there needs to be intentionality that I actually put it into my planner when I'm going to hang out with the Lord. I set it into my calendar. So set a time daily. And don't give yourself a spiritual hernia in this. Don't start with four hours. Just start with what you can enter into to be with God. Set a time daily. Two, pick a place. It's important to pick a place where you're uninterrupted and you're with God alone. Jesus says it like this, when you pray, go into the room, shut the door. It's undistracted space where you can be with your father in secret. Pick a place ahead of time where you can be with the Lord. I know if I'm on a date with Julie, I don't pick a restaurant where there's a TV and ESPN's on because I'm just going to be distracted the whole time. I don't take my phone into that quiet space if I can avoid it. An undistracted space. Pick a place. Set a time. Pick a place. Number three, make a plan. Now, it's important. What are you going to do when you have that time with God? Now, there are so many proven pathways to come into the presence of God. This is the fun part. There's all kinds of proven pathways. There's silence with the Lord. There's the scripture where the word of God meets us. There's singing with God. There's proven pathways of Sabbath and, and, and time alone with God. And, and I'm not so much of a person that likes to do the same thing every time, but you need to make a plan. I go early in the morning, I open my journal, I sit before the Lord, I read, right in this season I'm reading one chapter of the New Testament, hanging out with God. Sometimes I'll write the scripture down, I'll share my heart with God, I know where that is and when that is. These are the beautiful times, but you've gotta make a plan. You can choose any of those proven pathways, but make sure you're intentional about it. And number four, tell a friend. We just are better together. And I wanna just say those again, set a time, pick a place, make a plan, and tell a friend. And then the old adage, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Like, just keep trying this and keep standing up and walking forward with the Lord. And now, this is the last day we talked about desire, We've talked about discipline and now delight. This is what it's all about, guys. To dwell in the house of the Lord. To gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. This is the heart of the entire thing. This is the part where we eat and we enjoy and we are satisfied in God's presence. I know I probably don't have to remind you of this, but we're talking about hanging out with God. God, the maker of heaven and earth, 
The King of glory wants to be with us and we can be in his presence. Psalm 107.9 says this, for he satisfies the longing soul. He fills the hungry soul with good things. He will meet us. Jesus himself says in Matthew 7.7, this incredible thing, those who seek me will find me. Delight is what motivates desire and it fuels discipline that we get to be with God. What a privilege. This is seeking the face of God. God says, seek my face. Our heart responds, we will seek your face, God. We are taking our desire and our hunger. We are turning it into daily discipline so we can experience the delightful presence of God. And in his presence, there's the fullness of joy. In this time, I want to encourage us, family, to press in and seek his face. This is what it's all about. Will you pray with me out of this beautiful passage? God, as a Nava family, this one thing do we desire. This one thing do we ask, Lord, that we will seek after this, to dwell in your presence, to gaze upon your beauty, to inquire and seek you in your temple. Holy Spirit, will you awaken desire in our lives as a family and as individuals? Will you help us to discipline ourselves? And Lord, will you allow us to experience every day the delight of your presence? Amen.